right, welcome back to the channel today, everyone. So, you know, normally this is when I would give you the sponsor for the channel today. But my sponsor today is the APforLibertyShop.com. And who is my guest? Austin Peterson. Welcome. What up, Sarah? <laughs> How's it going? Oh, you know, it's going. Um, so it's interesting because, uh, yeah, again, the, the, the tables have turned again. You are on my show. You are the first return guest to the show. So it's great. <laughs> nice, Sarah. Good to see you. Nice earrings, by the way. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> APforLibertyShop.com. On the bottom bottom corner of your screen, make sure you put that oh, slash nice. Sarah in there. Nice banner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool, Sarah. Well, it's good to see you again. Yeah, you too. Um, I think so. The last time I had you on, it was over a year and a half ago, probably. I think it was last May. And it's really interesting because a lot has changed since then. Um, you were the first person I had on the show after I started doing things a little bit differently. You can even go and look at that thumbnail and that thumbnail is completely different than what i was using before so that, and that's kind of what ramped up a lot of change so you were kind of that in, initial piece that changed my channel and made it grow grow like it is and then you also got me on uh, slightly offensive so that was a huge a huge boost for me so i gotta i gotta thank you um for all that you've done and having me on your show and everything like You're that welcome first You're of all welcome <laughs> thank you hey thanks for thanking me you know it's it's funny because like you know my impact i feel like on the liberty movement is like so much more is going to be really like how much i helped other people's careers more than my own <laughs> You know, and that's and that's a good thing to do because um, you, I mean, you get the benefit of seeing all these people that you've actually helped get to places, and then, you know, it's got to be rewarding make for people. you, right? Like what I really hope, what I love doing is helping make libertarians famous because, like, yeah. if I can help other libertarians who are, you know, talented and you know hungry and want to get themselves out there and make them, you know, successful, then that's great, and I think that that's. That's that's my calling mostly, I think, in the liberty movement is to like help to broadcast the the ideas and the talents of people who are up and comers in the liberty movement, like yourself. Yeah, thank you. And I mean it's it's important because we don't get enough airtime. And so with you, especially having your radio show in Jefferson City, Missouri, um, social conservative area, you get a lot of that conservative base. And you get to introduce them to a lot of libertarian minds. So like that's kind of um, it's so kind of a superpower if you think about it, because if you if you're a libertarian, typically social conservatives tend to be turned off by our types. Right. But, yep. you know, I, I've kind of like found a hack to, you know, I guess, ingratiate myself with con social conservatives while being proudly and openly not a social conservative. Right. And, and yeah. you know, not identifying as a conservative in, in so many ways. And honestly, it was hard. The first year that I did my radio program, like there was a lot of like there was almost like an antibiotic response at first. And it, because I'm sort of an acquired taste in a way, I can be a little bit difficult to kind of like because like I use sarcasm and satire and all that. Like sometimes people don't understand that there's like hidden meanings or double meanings or entendres or things that in like the way that I communicate, because a lot of times too, Sarah, if you're, if you're going to tell people the truth, you better make them laugh or else they'll kill you. I think, <laughs> I, think I, I think I actually cribbed that one from Tom Woods, but the, uh, the point is there is that you have to like be able to sort of fit in with normies in order to get your message across because 
you know, people are always like, hey, Austin, why don't you come back to the Libertarian Party? And, you know, everybody's already convinced over there, right? Like I'm more, I feel more, I won't say comfortable, but I feel more effective. I feel more comfortable with the Libertarians, you know, because I, you know, then I could be weird and let my freak flag fly. But I feel sort of like it's my job to, my, my role is to go amongst people who either haven't heard our message or maybe they haven't heard it in this way and to sort of evangelize, you know? Yeah. And, and, and I think I've taken that a little bit from you uh, because um, it's kind of a dirty word, but I've become more just an individualist activist looking at the issues and going after them. Um, I, I think I talked to you about it back a few months ago. I was, and I haven't talked it on my channel. So this is actually the first time people are finding this out is I was a campaign manager for a state Senate campaign. Um, we lost our primary to a Trump endorsed person or a Trump money person. Like he had Trump money. Um, but I was able to get in there. I've met so many of our Republican state senators because my candidate was Republican. Like I've met so many of our, our made those connections. And now, so when we get back to legislative sessions, I actually can go and talk to them instead of just talking to them in front of the whole group and, you know, testifying in front of their Congress, I can go and actually just have sit down conversation with people and get stuff passed, like getting cannabis legalized here in Georgia, which is one of the big pushes that we're, we're having right now. And it's interesting because most of these people are for it behind the scenes. They just won't talk about it openly, you know, and they, and they, and they won't pass regulations against it. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. See, like, you know, you got to go to where the sausage factory, where the sausage is made. Like, I think, you know, in the early days of the of the libertarian movement, at least for, for myself, there was a lot of like standing outside and protesting. Right. But like, you know, I think that the right move for us in the United States under our current system is, you know, if the revolution is going to happen, it's going to be after we take power. Right. And, and that means that we've got to be in the building where the, the, the decisions are being made and influencing those decisions, because, you know, I think maybe in the early days we thought we were going to have a revolution from outside of the system. But maybe like a lot of people are probably disaffected. Maybe a lot of people have left the movement and moved on because they felt like the initial vision of what we could accomplish, you know, wasn't going to happen. But um I feel like now that more of our people that are taking positions, you know, in their local governments and state governments and, you know, know, less focus on the national side of things, we're seeing more impacts happening. And I'm certainly seeing that in Missouri. Um, But uh, if that's happening in Georgia, too, I think, you know, you're definitely to be commended because that's that's really what we want. We want to see people succeeding. And, you know, all politics is local, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And that's and that's where I, I kind of thought about it. Um, I mean, I came from the right, you know that. And so it's like when when I was in this campaign, it was amazing because I actually we had we I don't think the person that we lost to is going to be able to flip the seat, a Democrat held seat in November just because um, it's a 48 percent Republican district. And so my candidate was surrounded by people of all sides. So I got to, I was talking to Republicans, Democrats, and independents alike because of who she was um, and running. And it was it was really interesting. And then I won't lie. I mean, it, just dealing with what we were dealing with, with what we had to lose, it almost disenfranchised me a little bit from the from the Libertarian Party. And now I am a still a member of the Libertarian Party of Georgia. Um, and I still appreciate the party 
but that's i think what moved me more to individual activism because it's like i would rather see us get results than just be in the be in the club of the libertarian movement and just fight amongst other libertarians well it's like you know the thing is is that that the temptation you know in the libertarian party and in, in in a way is that there's just enough like clout to make it valuable enough for people to want to fight over it right there's just enough kind of like street cred that you get from like being a name and a face in the libertarian party that it's valuable enough that people do fight over it and people come in there but it's uh, in terms of like the larger impact it's not impactful enough to actually accomplish the policy goals that we want to accomplish right so that's yeah. kind of like it's it's sort of like um a catch-22 in a sense so like my you know, I am a member of the Republican Party now, I guess, and we don't register for party in the state of Missouri, which is actually kind of nice. But I, I consider myself a Republican because I just know that that makes certain people feel comfortable. And like in when I when I do that, I hang out with, you know, a crowd of people who know them a libertarian, you know, philosophically. And sometimes what people get confused and they think, oh, you're a member of the party or stuff like that. But the people who matter, you know, know and understand. But like, People value my insight, you know, when I'm in these, you know, you know, moments where there's an opportunity to influence policy, people look and, and listen to what I have to say as a you know, valuable insight. Whereas if I wasn't a member of the party, they would not I either I wouldn't be there most likely or, you know, they certainly wouldn't give me the time of day. But a lot of it, it has to do with and this is like something that I've harped on since the beginning. And libertarians never listen to me on this very rarely, only very few. But it, social graces are really one of the biggest things. Real life is not Twitter, right? Twitter, you are rewarded for being a piece of shit, okay? Yep. You, you, you know, you get there, there's value and you think that how you behave on Twitter is how you should behave in real life. No. You, people, you get your ass kicked and probably justifiably yep. so. If you behave the way you behave on social media in real life, there would be violent consequences for that. People would violate your nap. And I'd have a hard time saying that they weren't justified in doing so. But yep. but the problem is, is that, you know, there's this desire to kind of take that kind of politics into the public square. And sometimes it works. Most of the time it doesn't. Right. Most of the time you just turn people off from your message. And in, I'm talking about in real life, social graces in real life. Like you catch more flies with honey than you catch with vinegar. I'm a hypocrite on this one. I'm not saying that I'm perfect. You know, I've definitely been an ass. Um, you know, but uh, learn from my mistakes, I guess I would say. Yeah, I agree. And, um, it's, yeah, especially in the party, it's just, it's kind of seems like it's been exacerbated, um, a little bit. Um, I mean, with the Mises takeover and stuff like that, and I'm not knocking the Mises people. I probably agree with most of their political points. Um, mm -hmm. I just think there's, there's still the same infighting, but it happens on both sides of even the libertarian party. And it's just constantly infighting um what's interesting is um kind of shifting directions into local politics though is like i don't know what, what it's like in missouri but we just had a poll done by the ajc that showed um shane hazel is at one percent but chase oliver is at seven percent and ted metz who's running for secretary of state is is up there as well um so we're getting some good polling here in Georgia. So we might actually see some libertarians get some decent numbers coming out of Georgia. And what's really interesting is um, there people are voting for are, are, are voting for Kemp overwhelmingly um, over Stacey Abrams. Mm -hmm. 
but Warnock's actually winning that race, but Chase is pulling numbers from Warnock. So it's really interesting how the numbers are shaping out. No, so the Democrats is... are more willing to vote for libertarians than want to vote for Warnock, but they're going to vote for a Republican. We've seen that in a lot of cases. Uh, you know, I've seen some sometimes uh, Reason magazine will publish the polling about I think it was from the 2016 race when Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump were facing off. And they showed that it was. But I mean, it, it was Hillary Clinton. So, you mm -hmm. know, take that with a grain of salt. I mean, yeah. uh, but uh, they got more pulled more votes from Democrats than they did from Republicans because people traditionally think that you pull votes from Republicans, but yeah. in in this case it wasn't so. And you know, I'm not sure about the you know complicated nuances yeah. of the candidates and their positions in Georgia. Well, I think the same thing happened here in Georgia at the last election. Shane Hazel pulled more Joe Biden votes than. Mm -hmm. um, but he still got blamed for for giving yeah. us the Democratic senator from Georgia, right? Exactly. Exactly. But, but, but remind me now, they say they pulled more from Democrats, but were the amount of Republican votes that they pulled, wasn't it like enough to make the difference? Like you would not have had the Democratic Senate. I'm pretty sure that that was that was well, the case in Georgia, because I got I got whipped by like Sh yeah. by Shane and a bunch of libertarians who were like, you're a traitor, because I was like, dude, yeah, I remember. Yeah, we I was, talked I was, about this last time. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> no. So, so yeah, what happened was, so this is why I looked at it and I said, um, because Joe Biden, just looking at the data, Joe Biden won the state. Um, before the polls closed, yeah. <laughs> before uh, YouTube, it was absolutely a fair election. Of course, it was completely <laughs> fair. Um, but before you pulled the votes, and so when you look at, when you look at that and then you see that... Um, David Perdue was, he had like 48 or 49% of the vote. And then that flipped in the runoff. And so that's what, that's why they are saying that if Shane would have been in that race, it would have won. Cause yeah, the votes might've been, but that's why I, I was saying that um, Joe Jorgensen only got like 1.3% of the vote. So Shane pulled a lot of those Joe Biden voters because they would rather vote for a libertarian than vote for um, they would then vote for the Democrat, but they were more worried about Donald Trump becoming president. You know, those circumstances were unique because of just the, the way the national scene was, the, the, you know, because of the fact that the balance of power between Republicans and Democrats was so um, was so tenuous that, you know, one senator could really make a big difference in this case. So mm -hmm. that's that's why I was kind of like, oh, I don't know if this is such a good thing, guys. But, uh, yeah, you know, you know I, I like Shane. I, I support him. I think, you know. I think his message is good. And, you know, he's certainly, yeah. um, I think he's, you know, a good candidate in many respects, but like, I, I don't know what it accomplishes. Yeah. I, I, I think, I think it probably, it probably doesn't help us um, to be honest. I think that, you know, you can be a good person and still, and do things for the right reasons and still have a bad outcome. Right. And yep. no matter, and was the Republican a piece of shit? Sure. Would he yeah. have voted against, you know, a lot of the spending when Joe Biden took over and we would have less inflation, maybe. Right. And, but at least, you know, yeah. it's, it was more of a possibility than what we had now. So, I mean, like, you know, it's just, the, it's a game of inches, you know, I, I, yeah. I just, uh, you know, I know I'm a trader and I'm the, to sell out and, uh, you know, 
I think on the flip side of that, though, the way I look at it, too, is, well, one, Georgia is a runoff state. So there's really technically no way that you can steal votes unless you right. look at because most people don't show up for runoffs. I get that. Um, but in the other regards, now we can push for and, you know, normally Republicans should be on board for ranked choice voting, you know, on this. No, you don't have to... they don't. They hate that. They don't like that. Oh, they hate That's, ranked oh, choice voting. I, I hammer them with that, though. They say, oh, Shane Hazel lost us the election. Wait a second, though. If we had ranked choice voting, you would know exactly where those votes went on Sarah, day one. You and then you wouldn't have to spend logic. all that money. What is wrong? Stop it. <laughs> I like to pull out yeah. my Thomas Paine quote. Um, <laughs> using logic on those who have renounced it is like administering medicine to the dead. Like, like we've got a, a candidate. Here's a race, a story. We've got a race here in Missouri. The most conservative, I call him a libertarian Republican in our Missouri State House, is facing a grueling, bitter primary. He might not last. He might not get reelected in, in our primaries coming up here on next Tuesday. And he is everything that Republicans say that they want, right? Somebody who actually, you know, people complain about rhinos and all this stuff. He is what, what they say they want. Right. So he's getting prime, a vicious primary from people who say he's not a real Republican. Where have we heard of this before? Hmm. And it's like and, and here's the thing. The type of people who are supporting this guy's opponent are the type of people who are always who are always um, saying you should never challenge an incumbent Republican, never challenge an incumbent Republican. But now that it's a libertarian Republican, they're challenging an incumbent Republican. So, like. Yeah. We can't expect our opponents and the people who don't support our ideas to ever obey the rules that they have that they will hold for us. We have to fuck them as hard as we can by using whatever means are necessary in order to get our principles across. Because the thing is, is that. The, we're not going to win if we play fair. If you are, if you ever find yourself in a fair fight, your tactics suck. We are in an existential fight for our lives with against people who will use any means necessary to stop us from being free. They will hand out. They will sell every every penny. They will take every penny we have and sell it to our enemies. They will take your property, your houses with your property taxes. They will destroy your lives. They will stop you from, you know, having sex with anybody that, that from, they will stop any moment of pleasure that you might have in your life. They will do anything. And the problem with libertarians, I think, is that, you know, one, I think the non-aggression principle holds us back. And two, I think that we, we too often think that, uh, that people are going to play by the rules. And they, yeah. Even though the last election was totally fair, I think there have been some uh, documented uh, evidence of cheating, right? I'm not yeah. saying cheat, but, you know, break the there's rules. Been some, there's been some irregularities. Um, and, and that, yeah, irregularities. Um, but isn't that, though, the reason why, I, I mean, the Libertarian Party says that we should be running candidates is to cause disruption in the elections like what what they were blaming on shane so that we can to get what end? across yeah but to what end right so like here's yeah. the thing should the the problem is is that yeah, that's true yes but shane had um, a bargaining chip and he didn't he threw it away so like yeah. my 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 understanding of that case was that you know the republican came to him and said well, i want your support well here's the thing you can get something for that. 
right? So yeah. like, what could, what could you get for that, right? So it's like, when Adolf Hitler declared war on the United States, he got nothing for that, right? So Japan bombed Pearl Harbor. I just watched this in a documentary, and I've been thinking about this concept lately. Japan bombs Pearl Harbor. We're in war with Japan. We weren't in war with Germany. We didn't have to go to war with Germany. We could. We didn't have to fight Germany right there. Like mm -hmm. we could have just fought Japan, and that would have been it if Hitler had just left it alone. But he decided, for no freaking reason, to declare war on Japan or on the United States, and he got nothing for it. You can't. This is how politics work. If you're gonna make a move, if you're gonna do something and do like what Shane did, for example, and get that one percent and get to that level where you're actually a threat. Well, you're not going to go from one percent to fifty percent, right? Yeah. So, 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 what can you get for your one percent? Is it yeah. is it just a vanity campaign, right? I'm not saying that is, you know. And I know, he, you know, if he sees this, he's going to be mad at me and pissed, and he's going to tweet at me, and you know, he get a lot of rage like last time. But the thing is, is like, get something for it, right? Yep. Get something for the cause and bring it back because, you know you know people we want we want our leaders to bring back dinner right we want them we want our leaders to bring back food put food on the table you know and that means that if you're doing going out there and you've actually got a bargaining chip play that hand you know what i mean that's yeah. that's my thing about it is that he had a chance to get something for the liberty movement but he threw it away yeah i mean i can or see that or didn't I play the hand it was um, I, I know that they were working on it. Um, I had Ryan Graham, who is the chair of the Libertarian Party um, of Georgia, was um, on here just not long after you were on here. And he was discussing that um, they had a, they had it set with the Republican Party. They were going to endorse um, the Republican Party wasn't very serious about the endorsement as well. But at one point, they said uh, David Perdue had mentioned something about uh, possibly legalizing uh, cannabis nationwide. And See, now that's that's the thing like that that's that's a, that'd be a big deal well and that and that's exactly what ryan said if you can get david perdue to go on record and say that he would support decriminalization of cannabis we will endorse and the republican party didn't take that well here's the thing maybe well then you know maybe be more selfish what about ballot access for the libertarian party you know what i mean yeah. like what what yep. you know that the, there's a lot of things that you could ask for you know that you know some things you might not get right you like you know, it's only 1%. Yep. It's not five, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, you know, you got to work within the boundaries of what you're capable of and play the yep. hand that you're dealt. Right. So like when I play blackjack, you know, I, I pretty much almost always make money and that's because I usually get ahead, right. You know, at the beginning, a little bit of beginner's luck. And then I just walk, you know, I take my $40, I take my hundred dollars, I take my $200 or whatever it is. And I'm like, peace, I'm, you know, I'm gone. Right. But most yeah. people they 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 just keep playing the game and then they just then the, the house the house takes all your, your money. So I know that like yeah. again, this is not a message that if you're already a member of the Libertarian Party, then you're a radical and you want to hear a radical message and you want to hear somebody say, We're gonna burn it all down, we're gonna make killdozers and we're gonna bulldoze the <laughs> city halls on this day, right? But um if you really if you're working with that's the kind of the dichotomy too. It's like you're, well, you're working in a political party and you're running for office, so you're endorsing the system to an extent, Yeah. right? So you're legitimizing yep. it to an extent, right? But then you won't play the game. Like if you actually get like some some chips, you're not going to play the chips. It's, you know. 
I got what you're saying. Yeah. Um, and so the last time you were on, that, this was kind of the conversation we were having then just in a different light. We spoke about why or how libertarians can positively impact culture. So the question really is, how are we doing? <laughs> well, you know, honestly, I'm kind of excited about Eric July. You, I mean, yeah. he's got his comic book franchise now that he got started up. He raised $3 million freaking dollars for that thing. I mean, yeah, I know. I saw that. Oh God, I'm jealous. Like that's, that's awesome. You know what I mean? Like, you know, he's obviously mega talented and he deserves it. Something that I think is interesting on that one is not just like the cultural impact of the comic book, but like we're seeing, he's getting like fucked over by PayPal and it's like, what's going on? That's happening a lot lately. That's happening a lot lately. Colin Wright just got uh, taken off from PayPal as well. And I, um, and then Sydney Watson got taken down from Patreon and which was, and so I think she also got PayPal as well. Locals, 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 yeah. you know. Which the biggest thing with, with the PayPal stuff is that is why like Bitcoin is so important. That's why yeah. crypto is so important is because then you don't have to worry about these pay, pay, payment processors uh, yeah. taking your stuff. You, ha- you, can, you can actually exchange coin just like cash online. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, you know, I endorse the system by like playing the system, but I also endorse the counter economy. Like, I, I yep. completely agree with the the philosophy of agorism, right? Like, you know, we should be playing counter economics, you know, to a degree. Like, I don't think people who, you know, are who I don't think that people who don't get involved in politics, but who who are involved in counter economics are, are making a wrong decision. Like if you yeah. don't vote, you're an anarchist, you don't vote and you participate in counter economics. Great. I think that's a legitimate way to fight the system outside the system, try and bring the system down by using Bitcoin, getting off the grid, you know, bu- you know, building a, you know, a farm and being self-sufficient and, you know, engaging in counter economics, um, which, you know, some of that's a legal gray area. Some of it's a black market. But, you know, fuck the state. You know, I'm a libertarian. I, I don't care. Like, it, yeah. I, I, my, I think that the government is mostly immoral. So, you know. I won't tell you to do things that are illegal because that would be illegal, but I will say most of the things that I think government says are illegal are not really crimes. Yeah, I think you're, I think you're right. All right. So let's talk about the shop for a little bit. Yeah. So why, uh, you know, you started the shop and it seems to be taken off. I see it. I see you posting stuff all the time. So obviously you're, you're doing things right. You got all these influencers and, 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 and Which you're, you're one and of you're them. really going for it. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, so so much I'm, I'm happy to be part of it. <laughs> yeah. I'm, it's so much fun. I guess I didn't realize that, you know, I've always been kind of a good salesman, you know, like I, I've, I'm good at selling ideas, but like, I always, I wanted to like sell products like, and here's what happened. So it started with like the Buddhas. Like, yeah, keep scrolling down. Oh, yeah. And you, you'll Is see the Buddhas. Buddhas up here. Okay. Yeah, you can see the Buddhas. Keep going down and you'll find the, uh, the yeah, they're there. Liberty Therm Buddhas. Um, so this is, so I printed, started printing these Buddhas. The George Washington was the first one. And then I made the Thomas Jefferson one. And it was like, people were like, hey, you know, I'll buy that from you. And I was like, okay, well, how much would you pay? And they were like 15 bucks. I was like, okay, well, that's a viable business model, right? Because I've got my 3D printers. And so, you know, I started 3D printing stuff. And man, poor Stephanie, because she does the packaging and shipping. She just, she gets buried under a pile of boxes sometimes. And like, honestly, it is getting harder now just because like, you know, there's a lot of excitement in the beginning. So I have to find new ways to scale. But the influencer program that you're a part of, I'm really optimistic about 
like you know you do have to kind of nurture it and keep like bringing new people in and but yeah. it's a good way it's a good way to get people involved and like here's the thing like a lot of liberty merchandise tends to kind of suck or be all one size you know fits all sort of stuff where it just says it's a shirt, a black shirt with white print that says end the fed and like yeah, I do offer that. But like, look, there's a 3D printed Killdozer. Like, I mean, yeah, I that. was going to say, you, you mentioned the Killdozer earlier. So I was like, okay, well, you got that. <laughs> yeah. So like, that takes a long time to make. That's why it costs that much. And like, um, you know, some of the other stuff is just silly. See the American flag socks. But like, and but like, look down there. Look, see the tank? There's the tank shirt. Uh, oh, where is roll, it? Uh, right, right there. It's right there. You just roll, this roll one, yeah. by it. Yeah, it says riding dirty and it's a tank, you know. Um, some of these things are my original designs. Some of them, like other people designed, you know, and we, we drop ship them. But like, there are a lot of things on there that I make. So the call the cops, I don't give a fuck. But, you know, magnet, I made that. You know, the carbon fart print shirt, like I came up with that design. I've taken some of my popular tweets that people like and made them into magnets. Come back with a warrant. We sold, we, we sold like 20 or 30 of those uh, come back with a warrant mats. And so, you know, here's the thing, like affecting the culture, like this, this gets people talking. Like I've already heard yeah. stories of people who have, um, you know, come over to other people's houses and they're like, what is that Buddha? What, who is, is that Donald Trump? You know? And so it's like, <laughs> it's a fun way, like a funny way to start a conversation. Like a lot of libertarian merchandise tends to be very sort of like angry or scary or like, you know the gear for 1984, 1776, like revolution. Whereas like my stuff, you know, yeah, we do have some of that kind of stuff, but for the most part, it's kind of jokey. Like, look, see that, see that shirt? Says the copies are people shirt. Yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, the Coolidge is my homeboy, you know, and just funny stuff, you know, Lambo. Is that a Rambo? Like the, in, in the retro forms, it's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just kind of like, you know, don't tread on me, but a baby. There's your don't tread on my <laughs> earrings. You know, like yep. you just, you don't see that anywhere, you know, like, so it's fun. Get in, loser. I don't know. Like some of the stuff, because it's my personal shop. I'm just like, this is hilarious. You know, uh, that, that hat right there was like a hat that was made for Donald Trump and Shinzo Abe, who was just uh, assassinated. So like I made a copy of it for people who were like, you know, rest in peace Shinzo Abe and stuff and yeah you know like, like some of the stuff is like very just straightforward and some of it's just like cultural drive truck drink beer eat meat you know like it, just yeah funny and you're constantly updating this because there's more stuff on here than even last time I looked at it like oh yeah, yeah. shirt I like that yeah <laughs> fuck the rules yes yeah I saw yeah I just added that yesterday and uh, see fire Fauci is on there so she's a welcome to our hills. Have you seen that? Found, the, I've got a new t-shirt series that I'm making. And that's the first one. Founding daddies. The, the founding daddies. The founding daddies. <laughs> yeah. And it's all just going to be like libertarian pickup lines with the founding fathers. So. Um, Girl, you looking laissez fine as hell. <laughs> <laughs> and, and see, like that's See, that's my approach because like, I feel like humor, comedy, like that's, you know, laughter disarms people. Right. And it gets people to, you know, you can have a conversation with people if you can make them laugh and and that way, you know, you're their friend. And and once they're your friend, you can talk to them about politics, you know, like. Yep. So that's what it's all about. The AP for Liberty shop. If you're there, use code Sarah, S-A-R-A. And um, yeah, I mean, I, here's the thing. I just I don't know how well it'll go.
well, but like right now, it seems like there's a lot of demand. Um, you know, we'll see. Yeah. You know, it's it's. I, I'm not sure where it'll go, but I mean, you know, my ideal is that one day I've got a, a merch shop that's killing it. You know, po- doing what you're doing, podcasting and live streaming, working from home like this, and I am writing documentaries and producing documentaries because I really want to start doing that soon. So that's that's my goal is that in the, in the short term, short to medium term, I want to get completely self-sufficient and work for myself and produce documentaries and yep. 3D print awesome, you know, Buddhas and, um, you know, Liberty merch. And that's that's my dream is to like have a, a thriving media company that's that, you know, Stephanie and I can raise kids on and spread the message of liberty. Yeah, actually, it's funny because, um, well, first you talk about laughter. Uh, you know, my new thing is I'm uh, I'm doing stand-up comedy now. Oh, so. yeah, really? Okay, <laughs> nice. All right. I, I saw after Dave Chappelle kind of got, uh, you know, after the last incident with him, like last week, I was just like, you know what? Why don't I just do stand-up? I had people rolling at Freedom Fest, so oh, yeah? I always have good jokes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Great. I was telling jokes on my panel because, you know, and it was it was fun. So. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, listen, I've got uh, – I was reading an article. I actually talked about this on my show this morning. Um, rules for comedy and, like, ways to find com- uh, content for your um, for your comedy – Six comedy rules that seem random but aren't. Yeah, I've got this. I'm gonna sh- share this with you about like how to find joke material. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm gonna drop it. I'm gonna drop it in the private chat over there. There we go. Boom, Camelia. So in the live stream, I'm waiting for my Mankin merch. If I get some breathing space, I'll have to design some for you. She said. Okay, cool. I sent you um, <laughs> that link. Yeah. Um, rules of okay. comedy. So that's cool to hear that you're doing stand up. I'd love to see it sometime. Yeah, I mean, well, and, and, and it is funny because I'm always uh, telling jokes like off air. Most people that know me, you know, behind the scenes and have met me in person, they always know mm-hmm. this. Like, he, like one of the ones that um, was really funny, the one that I, I told a lot and I've been telling, I've been just bringing it up was, um, so my panel at Freedom Fest was um, why free speech is a feminist issue. And Olivia Rondeau said, I don't know why I'm on this panel um i'm not really a feminist and i said i don't know why i'm on this panel i'm not really a woman (laughs) (laughs) see now that that is i think if you do that and if you can come up with an hour of material and go and hit like the the comedy cellar in new york and and places like that with that kind of humor you will go far you will go far well i i that's what I was talking. I, I mentioned it to Chrissy Mayer and she was like, yes, do it. She goes, if you can give a speech, then you can do stand up comedy. You're almost there. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. And, and I can throw everything in there. I, mean, I can throw, you know, the blatant sexism and stuff in there. Like um, one time me and Grisella were going somewhere. We were, we were hanging out and we were getting ready to go to Dave and Buster's. And she was just like, hey, Sarah, can you drive? I go, of course I can drive. I used to be a man. <laughs> That's good. That's good stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, Sarah. I, I I believe in you, Sarah. I think that you can do great things. <laughs> oh, thank you. So that's that's the new venture, and I've also been looking at doing some documentary stuff too, as well. So oh, we'll talk okay. about well, maybe, that. Maybe uh, we more. should team up. Uh, see because... what you're doing. See what you see what you got planned. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've I've been I've actually been like putting these um, concepts together as like kind of like a six part package for like a couple of years now. 
and yeah. I have those and I'm ready to like, I'm, I'm pretty soon I'm ready to start fundraising for them. And I also have a reality show that I think would be, I think I have a reality show that would be like mainstream in terms of its appeal, but like, yeah. you know, it would just be, it would be like related to politics, but it would be able to like be consumed by normies. So oh, I gotcha. My brother but, Justin yeah. over there in the stream, he says, we need funny trans people in our community. Yes. Yes, Definitely. we do. And, and we, yes. we, we, we see laughter, like you said, laughter brings people together. And, and my, my full thought on that too, is that if you can't laugh at yourself, then you have no business laughing at anybody else. You know, that is the, the key. The key to getting along with people is not taking yourself too seriously. Like, yeah. like the, the surest way to like get people to turn against you is to like, is to act in such a way as to demand to be taken seriously. It's kind of like that. It reminds me a little bit almost of that Margaret Thatcher quote where she says like, having power is like being a lady. If you have to tell people you are, then you aren't, you know, it's, it's kind of that in that same concept yep. in that same vein, right? Like we demand, I don't know. Do you ever see Arrested Development? Yes, yeah, so, yeah, I've seen, I've seen the show. So, so there was that that he was Job was part of this um, magician troupe that like would like that would like fight up fight against you know magicians who would reveal the tricks, and they had this yeah. picture that they would show that all the time would say we demand to be taken seriously, and it was the butt of the joke because like yeah. the surest way to get people to make fun of you is to demand to be taken seriously, and like yeah. you know we get we get a lot of like try hard libertarians we get a lot of people in politics especially who are like you know we have to be taken seriously and things like that and i, I agree that you know we need to have a, a good image and polish and be professional and all that kind of stuff but like it, you know emma goldman was in a, a communist anarchist who had a quote that i that i actually really like and she was at a at a dance hall in new york one day and uh you know she was she was dancing and some you know, another communist revolutionary grabbed her and pulled her aside and said it's not appropriate for a revolutionary to be dancing. And she goes, and she goes, I don't want a revolution without dancing. And, yeah. uh, you know, I've I always like hearken back to that because, you know, like I don't want a revolution without dancing either. Right? You know, I, we can have fun and have, you know, have the Liberty movement, have fun. And we can, we can have, we can dance and we can laugh and we can make music and art and, you know, make comic books and all that. I, I, we're never going to succeed if it's just, you know, stuffy old guys with economics, economics books that, you know, yeah. that's we're, we're going to win if we if we consume the culture and that's going to have to be funny TikTok videos, comic books, yeah. you know, funny, you know, stand up comedy. Right. You know, doing what um, Kennedy does. Right. Like she's sort of she's a bit of a comic. Yeah. Right. For, you know. Oh, my show. God. She was hilarious. She was the MC of Freedom Fest. So she was yeah. just she was great. High energy. Just amazing. Yeah. 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 And so that's what we need. We need more of that. Right. So not that we don't need people. You know, we don't we need our, you know, economics. We need our Robert Murphy's and Robert Murphy's actually pretty funny, too, though. But um, but we need, you know, who's somebody who's not Israel Kirzner, you know, like we need. We need more economists too. too. I'm not going to discount the work yeah. that good people do in our think tanks and things like that. But sometimes, you know, like David Bose is a good example of just like, he seems to like shit on everything that the young people do when we're having fun. You know, it's kind of like, just let us have some fun, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, because I mean, you're you're, you're right. Um, it, and it was interesting because I think uh, I saw something that Dave Chappelle came out and said something this week and said, you know, by you telling me that I can't talk about you, it just makes it even more important that I do talk about you or something yes. along those lines. Yes. <laughs> or just makes yes. me want to talk about you more. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. It's like that um, quote, um, you know, to find out at first who rules over you, ask who cannot, you know, who you cannot laugh at or you cannot. You know, it's the emperor wears no clothes. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, you know, when the emperor wants to be taken seriously and somebody points that he's naked, you know, we're all going to laugh. And then you can see that the emperor wears no clothes. I mean, the fact that yeah. Joe Biden is a laughing stock, you know, yeah. and, and unfortunately, the fact that he's the butt of so many jokes, you know, actually weakens our country and our national defense and, you know, makes our enemies emboldened enough to attack, you know, Ukraine. But you know, at, at this point in time, you know, we, we have to undermine his agenda because he is a puppet for the radical left. And so, you know, come more satire, more comedy on Joe Biden, I think is worth it. Yeah. Well, on this whole administration, um, mm -hmm. I mean, I think we've finally, I mean, we can actually look at this as a great case example of why diversity hires don't, don't work, why they never <laughs> work for, um, why they never work for, um, the, 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 um, Capitalist, whether because whether they, they it's can't. his press secretary, whether it's his press secretary or his vice president or any of the other people on his team, the diversity his, hire, his, his transportation secretary. Oh yeah, a mayor. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> who says that? So... Who says that bridges are racist? <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, Sarah. It you know it would be sad if it weren't so funny. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, but I think that's. I mean. When the transportation issue hit, it's like, yeah, because we have a transportation secretary that doesn't know what he's doing. He's not qualified for his job. He's more worried about racist bridges than actually fixing the the, the transportation situation. <laughs> well, you know, again, he's, he wants to run for president someday again, right? Yeah. So, like, you know, they're all just trying to burnish their credentials. Well, you know, I, I can't imagine what would people, you know, there at the White House get away with because yeah. there's just the there's no real guidance there at the helm but you know we can well it is interesting um i i saw oh my gosh a while ago and i actually put together a little comp compilation so when kamala harris was speaking one time and she just kept going and using the same word over and over and i pulled an old clip from veep which i can't show on here but i pulled this old clip from the tv show veep where she does this like ramble speaking this and it was like it was like to the, it was perfect. Cause then, and then uh, Outspoken, so Outspoken Magazine, they did with Kamala Harris, they had her and then the end credits to Veep with the music and everything. It was like, so I put the Veep stuff in there and then I had Kamala <laughs> Harris, like it was like the, the credits were rolling and, and she was still talking and the music was going and it was perfect because that's, it, it, it is, it, 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 she plays off like a set, like a sitcom, like the, when she, when she speaks. <laughs> yeah. So Sarah, so what's, you know, what's next for you? I mean, you're, you're doing this podcast, you're talking about doing live streaming. I mean, like, can I ask, I, cause I don't think I know, do you have a day job? Um, well, kind of, I do. I mean, I still work in this space. Um, mm -hmm. um, but I, I do, I, I, you know, I am an independent contractor right now. So well, that's I, nice. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 okay. Um, I'm not I'm I'm broke, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, um, I, I there's a lot of good stuff coming up. Um, I'm working with some some great people, um, 
and I'll tell you, um, Freedom Fest really helped me connect with some people as well. So hoping that that continues forward and pushing forward as well. Well, good. Um, and, you know, listen, so kind I of wanted to do this. <laughs> good. Well, well, good. I mean, like, I, you know, I wish you the best of success with this. You know, I'm going to be, you know, launching some new projects here very soon. So I hope that, you know, maybe you and I can find a way to work together. But yeah, um, just let me know. Yeah, for sure. But, um, you know, I, I got to run because it's it's just about dinner time. I got to feed the boys. But um, I, I just want to say, hey, I, you know, I think that the work that you're doing here is incredibly important. And, you know, I, I take a little bit of a hit sometimes, you know, when I had you on in the early days. But I just want to say that, like, your appearances on my program, like as a transgender person on my program, but not a leftist, I think has probably made a big impact in my community yeah. and probably opened people's eyes much more than you might expect to the possibilities of how transgender policy will work in the future. Yeah. Because rather than it being an exclusionary attitude, I think in my community, we've had this issue kind of come up in schools a little bit and the attitude of like people who I think hardcore conservatives who probably would have been exclusionary before or dismissive before now take a more inclusive approach that you probably agree with in the sense that it it's only exclusive of communist ideology, CRT, and of, mm -hmm. you know, of grooming, actual child grooming, right? So you know, I just want to say thanks because I think you've made a really big impact in my community. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, I know last time I was on, who was your, your social conservative friend that was sitting there next to you when I was on? And she said kind of the same thing. Yeah. I was kind of shocked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was. A, yeah, you, you, you definitely have uh, you're, you're winning hearts and minds, Sarah. So keep up the good, good work. OK, well, I definitely appreciate that. And I appreciate you coming on and I will show this the, uh, the shop again here real quick. Yeah, and I will say I got out. I got a ton of uh so that's the shop let me actually just share something real quick um last thing i'll show before we head out so i got a ton of this is at freedom fest and i got a ton of compliments on these earrings like so many people were asking me about them so um i was i was sending them over to the shop so hopefully so hopefully that helped a little bit and <laughs> yeah for sure that, it was that, great i love them <laughs> yeah and definitely use that code sarah so you get credit yes use hash uh slash sarah on there as well and again austin thank you and thank you for uh all that you're doing as well um and you know it's um i, I look forward to working together in the future and whatever we have coming up so we definitely um, will sarah. thank you keep up the good work take it take care and, have a great and, night and everybody uh thank you guys for joining